Welcome back, everybody, to the Free Agents Podcast. We are back here today for continued coverage of the Challenge Battle for a New Champion. It is episode 10, I think. Uh, episode 10. We're going to call it episode 10. I think that's what it is. Uh, and uh, nobody went home. But there's still plenty to talk about, of course, today. I am Matt alongside Brian Scally. Scally, what's up? Ooh, hello, hello. What's up? Um, not much. Just watch the challenge. Um, no, I'm good. I'm enjoying this season, obviously, still. I thought that, uh, not to preview it too much, but some fun challenges this week. So, uh, yeah. And actually, I feel like, you know, people are starting to wake up finally. So it felt like a building blocks episode to me. Yeah, um, the entire season is building blocks episodes <laughs> and, uh, that, you know, is in the broad, uh, world of the challenge. It is a building block season. Um, but we knew that this could be a possibility when the champs were coming in that there would be weeks where nobody goes home. Uh, when it was Big T, I was like, oh, great. I mean, for you, when it was Kylan, you're probably also like, oh, great. I was um, gonna say, uh, are your boys and girls like doing like this? Who has won eliminations in chaos? Like whose people has it been? I'm just curious. <laughs> Look, I mean, you can claim Kylan all you want. Sometimes it just comes back to bite you in the butt. <laughs> often. <laughs> <laughs> Quite often. <laughs> So that's the that's the the headline here. Kylan goes into elimination and survives in, you know, who could see that coming? Who could ever see a world where Darrell loses? Okay, no, I won't start right away. How um, dare you? I look, I, I it didn't even take a whole lot of effort for me to get that uh, call out there a week or two ago whenever uh, we talked about Darrell coming in. It's just it it's just, you know, death taxes and Darrell losing eliminations oh in the God. year. In, in the in modern times, um, he could very easily have beaten James in this, or many other people. Could have, could have. Um, but I didn't. think that Kylan is someone who is specifically going to be good at this because of just he's very like analytical and like takes his time to actually figure out how something works rather than being you know a little bit erratic um, <laughs> and is going to like be very methodical like okay if i step like this it goes like this and like i just think that he and also like has a like good amount of weight to throw around versus like Darrell's a little smaller so i think that uh kyland was built for this i almost got the opposite impression that he not not saying that he did a bad job because obviously he did a good job and won but i i almost felt like he wasn't being methodical at all like he was just like moving his body weight around on that thing to get it up as fast as, well, whoa, uh, to get things going as fast as possible. Um, like the way that he was like kind of falling at times, it looked like, uh, the camera was like showing him just thud, uh, a little bit to the ground. He was just kind of putting full force into it, which was also an effective strategy because the amount of effort he was exerting ra uh, versus the amount that Darrell was exerting, which obviously Kylan is, you know, his game is on the line, Darrell, not so much. Um, I, it, it just felt like that's what won it for Kylan for me, but I don't know, maybe there was more method I just wasn't seeing. You gotta make it look close. So look, if you gotta show every time Kylan messes up to uh, make it appear, but no, I think that, um, 
I think it was just difficult. Like, I, it seemed really hard, like, much harder than I anticipated to get it to do exactly what you wanted because, like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, you just stand this way and it turns this way and then you'll stand this way and it will turn the other way. And it feels like once it got going in a certain direction, it was really difficult to uh, go ahead and reverse or slow down. So I am not underestimating how much that actually went into controlling that platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the elimination itself, I guess we're just, you know, jumping right into the full analysis of the elimination, which is totally fine. Um, the challenge, like the, the fire aspect of it, it was giving very much like, okay, you know, we're going to try new th- I don't think we've ever seen something specifically like this before. Call, uh, you know, let me know if I'm wrong. Not that but- I can think of. Yeah, so it was like, oh, let's try something new. And, you know, in their mind, this was going to look so cool. This was going to be, you know, one of the all-time eliminations of just like, you know, just for for, for cool factor. Uh, but it kind of fell a little bit short for me because I was like, okay, well, they have to get six of these done and then that's it. I mean, they, they keep going for like the fire and the big explosives and the pops and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I don't know, I'm not like totally shitting on it. It was just not as, uh, I think, exciting as the person that drew it up probably thought it would be. I mean, yeah, that's usually a high bar, but I honestly thought this was better than a lot of things that they try these days. <laughs> um, I wasn't mad at this. I thought that it looked fine. Yeah, sure, there's fire, but it wasn't just, like, fire for fire's sake. Like, it actually made sense in the challenge, um, and I thought that it was, like, new and a little bit inventive, so I was not mad at this elimination, honestly. I was happy to see this over, like, honestly, I would take this over, you know, having three hall brawls a season, like, by far. Yeah, and I do think that James possibly could have lost, as you mentioned. I think Darrell could have beat him. Um James just has is like so much bigger and also yeah. seems a little bit less coordinated from the little that I have seen of his performance. So I wouldn't have been surprised if he just wasn't able to get it going. Yeah, I think like you can also have too much weight here. <laughs> it's going to be a little difficult to uh, throw it around. So I think that uh, James could have struggled. You know, I think there's a number of people here who could have had a tough time and you know, maybe not have as much experience like competing, um, whether it be on the challenge or elsewhere. So I think that uh, Kyland, like I said, built for this and I wasn't mad at it. I'm very happy to see Durrell. Yeah, of course. Always, always happy to see him, even if I'm going to, you know, make jokes and rag on him. Um, still a f- fully a legend of the game, fully uh, somebody who, uh, when he shows up, you know, we want to see those old school faces and uh, the, they're really getting limited as time goes on, especially when all-star seasons just get held from you forever. So um, it's it's always good to see uh, those familiar faces. Um, I, I guess, say, again, if we're... Oh, go ahead. I was surprised that Darrell has done like 14 seasons because, look, very impressive stat. Darrell has won four seasons in a row, only person to ever do it. Like, mm-hmm. I am not taking anything from Darrell. Um, I mean, I guess the, like, subtext to that is, like, Darrell has lost ten seasons in a row. <laughs> because they were his first four seasons that he won. Um, but I was like, wait a minute. Like, I always think of Darrell, like, okay, he came back for a fifth time and he lost. And, like, that was a huge headline. Um, and then, like, you know, there was, like, one or two all-stars in there. Okay, maybe he came back in modern-day challenge. I didn't realize it had been, like, ten more. <laughs> but, you know, respect on Darrell. One of the OG greats. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't look when they. I don't think so. Was he? He was on the first three, and I think that nobody that was on all three had Ah, them in the fourth. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, look, if Darrell's going to have a shot, they can't pair him with Veronica when he comes back, you know? So like, <laughs> I don't know. Love Veronica. Just saying. Um, I was surprised that Darrell came in and also had shots to take at Mariah. Like what <laughs> is, is the group chat of the vets that are the champs that are coming in? Just they're all talking about it and they all have to make some comment on the game. I'm wondering if there is like there's definitely overlap between the different mercenaries that are coming in. Um, are there are they all just there hanging out for like two weeks? Like, I don't know. Um, that could be the case. So they could all just be hanging out. I think Darrell is one not to like be genuinely mean, but to take like, you know, a little shot like, hey, Mariah, like, haha, you know, a slight jab on the arm. Um, and I think it's more like teasing than it is actually trying to give her a hard time. Uh, obviously doesn't probably factor in that like, okay, Tori just came in and then the next person's going to come in and the next person's going to come in. It's like, all right, maybe like it sucks a little bit there. Yeah. I don't know. I just wasn't expecting it. That didn't strike me as a Darrell move. He doesn't like, I know, I think they were on the same season together, right? Darrell and Veronica were just on Ride or Dies, uh, eliminated somewhere Briefly, along the yes. way there. <laughs> Briefly. Um, so he's met Mariah. He spent a little bit of time with her. It's not like he just, you know, showed up and took a shot at some rando, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, did like Darrell and Mariah have any conversations while they were on the season? I don't know. I'm <laughs> sure at least one. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not um, confident. <laughs> yeah, but so I don't know. I guess they're we're all just gonna come in and and comment on Mariah's situation, uh, which it, like can we talk about anything else? Uh, not just like Please. in that segment, but like on the season. There's so much, so many other people here. Um, I don't know, but he also you know comes in and says hi to uh, Narice and Michelle, just proving that their social game expands even beyond the people that are on this cast. They are just all over the map at all angles. Uh, Champs coming in to say hi, specifically just to the two of them. So um, I'm thinking we kind of stick to Kylan a little bit here. If I know that you'll not object on that. Um, kind of wanted to talk through his episode here. Uh, it starts off with Horacio being like, look, I know the target's on Kylan's back. Uh, Melissa just went home and it was a Melissa and Kylan pairing. Kylan has kind of been spending time by himself and not within his alliance. Uh, and there's all the stuff in the episode, the lack of trust in Jay and just Kylan's spot in the house. What do you make of all of it and how he ended up here? Um, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. I think Kylan came in coming from a season of Big Brother where there was just such like an innate trust in his actual alliance that I wonder if it's almost set him up for failure moving forward where he plays such like a straightforward game, uh, who he has said he trusts, he trusts, he doesn't really need to check in, um, all that often. And now, is that going to not be the case here where he is taking people's words and they are lying to him? So uh, whether it be Jay or Emmanuel, like another week saying that he wanted to work with him, I think Kyland is uh, more susceptible to getting played being that he himself uh, fancies a very honest game. Yeah, I think Jay was not wrong uh, when he – I always forget Jay's name is Justin. Um, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia um, page at the cast list right now. I mean, I, I've heard that before, I think, but yeah, Justin. I haven't thought um, about it in years. <laughs> ever, yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, the comments that Jay was making about – how, uh, Kylan, you know, was off with Melissa for a while. And, you know, uh, the, the concern that this big group is having is because all of these women in the group, especially, are just constantly gaming to each other, talking. Like, if there were feeds on the house, the feeds would be on the women at 24-7, which good. Um, and it would just be on, on them strategizing because that's what 
seems to be the core of the group. Um, and the people that are constantly checking in with them, like the Corey Lays, are the ones that are getting themselves back into a good spot because they know they can trust him. We saw in this episode them talking about uh, Ed. You know, Michelle's like, I don't know if you've given them enough reassurance. You haven't been constantly talking to them in the way that the rest of them have been talking to. Uh, so Ed has to go and give reassurance to some people. Uh, Kylan has definitely not been doing that because he's been spending so much time with Melissa. So I believe that that is probably what separated them a bit. And also just generally the fact that Kylan is somebody who does kind of play his own game uh, or, or lo- is kind of having his own game plan. I don't see him wanting to just follow along with the Nerese and Michelle and Olivia plans that are being formed. Uh, he's been linked up with Horacio a lot, which Horacio is kind of, even though he's connected to Nerese, also a bit of an outsider. You know, these two guys that are like, oh, we want to, you know, uh, everybody should make their own plan and not just go with the herd. It's like, well, your alliance is the herd and that's keeping <laughs> you safe. So... Yeah. Uh, so the fact that he's been isolated to this point and ends up going into elimination, like getting enough votes that, you know, I don't think there was anything Jay could have done to help, you know, whatever they're going to say, you know, Jay could have or should have done. Um, so this is the spot that he's ended up in. I think he could easily end up back in this spot unless he can, con- uh, you know, convince everybody else, just like Corey did. Like, I'm with you 100 percent spent all this time back with that group. I just don't see it. I think it's going to be really difficult. I don't think that there's really building in roads uh, on like as an option with Jay and Asaf. So I think that he is going to be on the outside for the foreseeable future. You know, I think that he really needs to be looking elsewhere if he wants to build up a good spot back in the game. And I worry that it's just going to come too late for him. Yeah. Melissa leaving him a note that said to my favorite robot. I'm like, oh, the social game is terrible, isn't it? Um, yeah, I also <laughs> hope that that's a like nickname that he's cool with, uh, because I know that it can be, um, I don't know, just being that he has, um, not has, but being that he is, uh, why am I blanking on the word? Sorry, I'm tired. Um, autism spectrum. Well, no, I wasn't really thinking of either of those. I was connecting the dots there because, well, that, uh, that's what I thought you were going to say. Being that he's neurodivergent, sorry. That, um, okay. well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, uh, we're in the same topic. I'm, yeah, it's obviously, I just am like total brain fart for a moment. Uh, but being that he's neurodivergent and, um, yeah, sure. He has said <laughs> autism has ADHD. Um, he, I know that like that might not be a term that people like love. In terms of like, oh, robot or, um, like speaking of, you know, his level of emotions. So I hope that like he's fine with it. I think he probably would be, but, um, just was flagging it. Yeah. No, I can, I can definitely see that being, uh, you know, if, if it's not something he's cool with, not, you know, but, but I'm going to hope that because, uh, it's the person you just spent so much time with that. Yeah. If she's used that terminology before that he's okay. Um, but yeah. who's to say? Um, she's, uh, she's, he says that she's gutted that uh, she's going home and leaving him behind. I know that that's not how she pronounces the word gutted. I'm not going to try it here, but I just am <laughs> hearing it in my head. And I miss Melissa for uh, for the accent and, and more. Um, and Kylan also now uh, feels like he's living vicariously through two other showmances that are going strong in the house. I'm like, oh, this man is down bad. Uh, that's fine. He's got Horacio, who's uh, just as just as pretty. Oh, there we go. Yeah, no, it was cute, especially the way that he talked about uh, Norris and Horacio. He's like, it's my good friends, and I'm just so happy. Uh, so I know that Norris was appreciative of that, at least. Yeah. 
Um, the only other thing I have about Kylan here, just to keep, again, keep this all together is his conversation he has with Zara after, uh, everybody says his name. Um, it was very, it was, it, it was just very much Kylan here of like, uh, wanting to just go straight into like, get an answer out of anybody. And he identifies Zara as someone who's like, well, she has no reason to lie. I mean, Zara was working with Melissa. So like, maybe he, it's just, he didn't go to like his allies. He just went to like one person that he was like, I'll get a straight answer out of her because she has nothing to lose and nothing to gain by lying. So I thought that that was like an okay way to go about it, but um, again, just very Kyland. Yeah, it made sense, but I think at the same time, you should start realizing that like you are also one of those people who has nothing to lose, and maybe Zara is a number that you could be picking up, and maybe we should start looking at the other people who have very little to lose and give you all something to lose in this game. Ooh. I just like, you've identified her as, you know, oh, she's on the outs, I'm on the outs. I'll take one piece of information and never talk to her again. Like, oh, okay. Um, you know, I, I think that the conversation that he then later has with Jay is like, good. You should also be, um, talking to him. And I think that it, you don't want to like actively confront where you let Jay know that you don't trust him just yet because why? Unless you can actually build up numbers. Um, but. I think that he should also be talking to some of the other people in the house who have realized that they are on the outs. Yes. Could be worthwhile. Don't think he'll do it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, maybe too little too late on that end of things. I mean, it's never too little too late, okay. but kind of. I was going to say, is it? Because I kind of want to go through the people that are on the challenge 39 cast and I mean, look, we're going to talk about quite a few bit more of them uh, throughout this episode, realizing that they are on the outside. But I want to ask you, does it make sense for them to flip on this majority alliance or not? Um, and we could even say, like, as they know versus as they don't. I mean, Asaf. Well, so the thing is, before we go like sure. into individual names, is just that, like, anytime you get into this kind of idea of, you know, the people on the outs flipping on the people on the in, um, the one person that's going to spill this information, uh, and that's probably, I, I look directly at the name Berna here, um, that's going to run back and tell them, you know, then all of a sudden everybody comes sucking back up to that, you know, main alliance being like, oh, no, it was Asaf's idea. It was all him. Uh, and then Asaf gets targeted. Everybody runs back to the power structure. And that's why this happens so rarely. Um, so I feel like that's just kind of why, you know, you see these situations and it's like never going to work. Um, but of course, there's plenty of people here like Asaf, um, a Berna, Thailand. I don't think Asaf should. I think he's in a totally fine position. Um, he's someone that I think, like, you know, I think that given that we've seen the tighter alliance structure of him and Jay, Michelle, Norris, I think that that is close enough to the core that he is probably okay. Um, he has a number of people on the outside that I think he does need to take out um, before he gets to a final. So I actually think Asaf is okay. Um, I think Corey is like a probably, but I'm not even convinced. Really, like, okay, I think that specifically when I'm looking at the list, I'm thinking like Emmanuel, um, I'm looking at James, I'm looking at Kyland, I'm looking at Zara, Raven, um, Colleen, Berna, like that's seven names already out of 16. Like if you take the maybes in like Corey or um, a couple other people here, like I think that you can actually form at least half of the house who should be flipping right now and have some reason to know that they should be flipping. Uh, and yet they're not doing anything about it. I mean, who's the brains behind that operation, looking at that group? 
Uh, I mean, uh, any of them? No, nope. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> no, I know, but I think that honestly, like Colleen talks a lot in this episode about how, like, oh, I'm the mole and I'm going to be Moline. playing with my head. Look, I didn't watch the mole Germany. I give her a little bit of credit. I, I think that she probably um, can start working towards that. I think Kylan is someone who very much could organize. Um, and now that he has that wake up call, I think Emmanuel is someone um, who could. So. So I think there are numbers there, and I think that Berna is someone who um, is smart, but also a little bit reckless enough to be doing it. So I think that uh, like the numbers are there if they realized who they actually need to be talking to, rather than Berna talking to Jay, being like, "Why does everyone talk to protect Michelle?" Like, well, okay, maybe that's the one person we shouldn't like talk to about right. this. Yeah, no, this house is just too riddled with uh, relationships, both good and bad, you know, positive and negative relationships that are preventing the idea of that ever happening. It's just it's not going to because um, you would need like a, you. So if James is going to be in that group, then Mariah is going to be in that group. And honestly, somehow Mariah becomes the, the brains of that group, I think, is your answer. Um, but Mariah being in that group involves uh, her having to work with Colleen, who like that's seemingly not going to happen at this point. Um, so you have all these relationships like Arasio would probably be in that group of Kylan is, but then Arasio is going to tell Norris about what's going on, and then it just, again, it just gets quashed. So, yeah, I, uh, I mean, it's not as if there's, like, one like power position in the game. You know, like, people can go ahead and win, uh, like, different challenges, and unfortunately, it seems like it's been these giant team challenges, which really are going to benefit the majority pretty much every time. Um, but I think that there's a world in which, like, okay, they find about, out about it, and, like, okay, we're still doing it. Like, I don't care uh, at a certain point. Um, you know, it's better than we do nothing and continue to get thrown in anyway, which is the position that Kylan, like, Colleen, many of them are already in. Yeah. Yeah. Lots going on in there. Um, where do we go next? I think uh, this is kind of a, a quicker one um, in the same realm of uh, Kyland, I guess, or just the options of the men that were available to go into elimination. Ed gets a bit of a highlight here in this episode, again, um, just because he was one of uh, a few options. We see him uh, a little bit more of his backstory, which I was like, again, feel like this guy is headed towards the end of the game uh, with a backstory package about, you know, his uh, martial arts that he had done as a child and how he wants to win the game for, you know, even seeing pictures of his girlfriend and her son um, and him explaining how he's doing or how he's playing in the game so far, uh, just wanting to camouflage. Later on, Michelle, again, has that conversation with him being like, you need to talk to some of them more because they don't know for sure that you're for sure, for sure with them. You haven't talked to them in a while. Uh, But still, I mean, with Ed not getting any votes and him just having this goofball vibe about him, I still feel like he's pretty safe. Obviously, doesn't go into elimination. So that's Ed. I was watching this episode from the perspective of, oh, my God, Ed's going to get thrown in, and how does this happen? Because he has generally been used as kind of a background character, and maybe this is setting up a future week uh, in which he does get voted in, similar to Colleen, uh, who just started to get, like, a little bit of shine on her edit, and then two weeks later ends up getting thrown in as an option, and probably will continue to be. But I think that Ed all of the sudden kind of came out of nowhere with, like, Ed's a player in this game. Ed has, like, an actual backstory. Ed is talking to people in the house and having ideas. So um, 
it was compelling. It was interesting. I liked getting to know um, basically anyone on this season better. But so we get to know Ed that he was an international uh, martial arts champion, like in uh, some time in his life. He talks to Berna about how he's a secret genius. I'm like, okay, like maybe we should keep that a secret and not let everyone in the house know um, all the time. But uh, honestly, I thought everything was going good for Ed until there was then some talks of like. I'm good on the night out. I don't need to strategize. So like, I'm not going to even bother. And then when he goes to Michelle and is like, I think we should vote in Corey instead of James. I was like, Oh, this is where he messes up. He's proving Mm -hmm. that he is, uh, willing to say names in the Alliance. So I was watching this episode from a perspective of it's going to be Kylan and Ed down in the, uh, sand. And that did not end up happening. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure which way it was going to go. I thought there was, uh, you know, a convincing case for both Ed or James going in. And we saw that obviously the women were all wanting it to be James. They've been wanting it to be James to go in for a while. Michelle at the beginning of the episode having the scene with Mariah being like, you know, uh, is the time to let him go? Um, But yeah, I I was going to ask you, do you think let's go to Mariah in a second, because there's obviously a lot to get to there. Um, As far as uh, Ed goes, do you think that there's a world that maybe him throwing out Corey's name comes back to bite him? Uh, You know, Corey, as Michelle says, has been going through a bit of a rebrand, which I thought was a very funny way to put it. Um, And Corey now being back in the core of the alliance, I feel like that could be something that shoots him in the foot. Yeah, I mean, if he had said it to someone who was a little bit messier than Michelle, I think that it really could have. And he does too, I mean, frankly, Olivia, but also Norris. Um, so maybe that's where it gets back. I think that had Michelle like kind of squashed it, he might have been okay because I think Michelle knows that Ed and Corey are both good numbers for her specifically. So there's no real need to, um, spread that rumor around the house. But I think once you go to Olivia and Norris, like that's probably going to make its rounds. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I agree. Yeah. Um, do you want to get into Mariah next? I feel like the two big topics we still have left are the Mariah of it all and Berna. Which way do we go? <laughs> uh, we can go to Mariah since it was mentioned. Okay. Michelle and Mariah, or at least Mariah is the, you know, the, the highlight here, but Michelle being presented at the beginning of the episode, because we know that Michelle's Mariah is number one. That's been established in the past couple of weeks. And we still are just continuing on this storyline of how do we get Mariah separated from James because her loyalty is elsewhere outside of this big group and all of them in the group either want, uh, I guess her gone, which I don't think they do, or just her to be back loyal to them. And it's just not working because they can't get them separated. Yeah. I mean, for Michelle, like, I understand what she's doing here, but what a frustrating conversation this must have been for Mariah, where it's like, yeah, I know he's your number, and that he'll never say your name, and that he's giving you comfort in the game, but, like, don't you just think you would be better off without him? Like, no, I don't, actually. Um, I just, uh, I think it was very transparent, obviously, watching from our point of view that Michelle is trying to prep Mariah for when she eventually does say his name, because that is coming up soon. Like, cool, he's gotten to stick around this far, but, you know, he has an expiration date. I don't think that if uh, Callum was still here, that Michelle would be willingly giving him up no. so easily. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think that the argument of, don't you think it would be easier if Callum went home? Like, no, I don't. Don't actually. Um, and I do think that Michelle does a better job of keeping Callum like at an arm's length in terms of the game. But I think it's also because she's afforded the like ability to do that <laughs> because she has so many other allies where Mariah, like if it doesn't work out with Michelle, like she's screwed. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> she has Norris and Olivia, but 
I don't think they're, first of all, quite as close. And also, you know, if she messes it up with Michelle, then I think the other two probably go with her. So, like, I understand why she would want to keep in numbers that are working for her. And it's not as if it is like, oh, I'm choosing to keep James or Zara here over Michelle. Like, I don't think that's what uh, Mariah is arguing for. But uh Michelle's arguments come off, like, pretty hollow, I think. Yeah, and Michelle's obviously kind of capitalizing off the fact that uh, there's so much attention on Mariah because of the bananas of it all. Um, yeah. So, all you know, Mariah having Tori come in last episode and be like, Mariah, what are you doing, girl? Like, he's devastated. Uh, all of that attention being on Mariah. And, you know, it's just like you can I'm, – I'm sure she's probably going through it a little bit, you know, struggling in the house of just, you know, not uh, – she actually – she was on the Challenge podcast with Devin and Devon this week, and she was talking about, you know, the reason she – definitely wasn't going to call bananas in the house is because they would have used it as content. And she's like, um, I respected she, well, she said, <laughs> you know, take this for what it's worth. Uh, but she just says, I respected him enough to not want to have that call and give him that news from me, you know, when it was going to be getting filmed. Um, and you know, whatever his reaction was going to be that, you know, might've been a genuine place of hurt or him being upset to like, not have to have that be on the episode. Um, so that's why she's claiming that she didn't want to tell him in the house. But again, the attention's all on her. Everybody's bringing it up. Everybody's talking about it she keeps feeling telling everybody how she feels so guilty because she knows that he's hurt uh you know from obviously the fact that he knows about it and you know <laughs> tori's coming in and people are coming in saying you know he, he knows about it he's upset so again she's kind of capitalizing off that but mariah does seem like she's doing a, a good job of uh compartmentalizing it and, and saying no but i'm still in the, i still want james in the game he's still never going to put me in he's a strong player to have by my side and sorry michelle but you're just you're not going to get your way if i have something to say about it yep so i i mean <laughs> the thing is like when michelle's like don't you just think like it's causing you undue stress like okay but she's still gonna be stressed because the issue is bananas at home not james being here you know james doesn't go away and the problem goes away when <laughs> the problem still exists you just don't have james comforting you anymore um so and i think like she'll survive she'll be fine but it is probably only exacerbating the issue and the stress for her so I think obviously that doesn't seem like the correct decision for Mariah, even outside of gameplay. But um I thought that actually Mariah had a pretty good episode here in terms of my faith in her as a future challenger and like game player. Yeah, again, if there's going to be a brains behind that operation, I think it's I think it's Mariah at this point, which is insane for me to say out loud. Um, but like, there was that scene of Mariah going to James, being like, "You're not helping yourself at all. Like, you need to go talk to people," which is crazy. Like, she's putting all of her faith and you know effort into keeping this guy around, who again, yes, is a big guy, may win a challenge and keep her safe if and when the time comes. But also, social oh. game seems to be nothing outside of his oh relationships God. built in with Zara and whoever else he's you know working with at the moment. So she's like pushing him like as hard as she possibly can to be like please go talk to people and you know james acknowledging in confessional like mariah is so helpful to have in the game okay so listen to her get off the treadmill and go talk to ed or not ed ed was right there uh go talk to somebody else uh about you know whatever's going on so that is that mariah is also putting in the work with uh you know her allies with narice we see that conversation when they go on the night out about um you know, maybe you you save James here and I'll save Horacio next time. Like, maybe we can make something work. So she really is being shown putting in work to make this uh, sustainable for her. 
Yeah, I mean, first of all, James, incredibly frustrating. Like, I hate that. <laughs> like, I'm not begging. Like, uh, stop it. <laughs> like, that's not what you're doing. And if it is, then, like, get on your knees. <laughs> like, just beg to be in the game. You have done a good job of ingratiating yourself already. Like, continue to do so. And as far as Mariah's conversation with Nerese, I think this was probably her weakest of the episode. Um, You know, in, like, okay, well, if you do it, I'll keep Horacio safe for one week also. <laughs> like, just, no. <laughs> like, you know, commit or don't. And so I think that it was a total half measure and was never really going to work. So, um, you know, there's room for improvement, but I like the effort. And it's very impressive. Like, uh, even the way that she's like, and I don't mean impressive in like, uh, like, I agree that there's room for improvement, but it's impressive the way that she's just like digging her feet in and refusing to like budge at all. Cause again, we, we also get the scene later where all of the women are talking in the bedroom as we have seen in every episode and Mariah comes by and they're again talking about, you know, she's like, I really think we got like, you guys need to keep James safe. Like he's been working for you. He sent all of his UK allies home. No, he didn't. You guys did. Um, <laughs> I mean, he so did he vote for them. Safe. He he's not he's not not having enough power in this house for me to you know let that one fly <laughs> from Mariah um, and Michelle like even like to her number one ally in front of everybody else is being like yeah but yeah but I don't but like okay so you made a deal she's like yeah you would make a deal for Jay too and she's like but I don't have to <laughs> yeah so um, that was wild she, again she's digging her feet in I thought this was my I mean. Best gameplay-wise, maybe not, but, like, my favorite scene for Mariah. Um, I always don't love where it's, like, Michelle and then, like, all of the women are, like, laying down behind her, like, having her back, like, visually. Um, so it comes off as weird when then, like, Mariah's standing, like, in the door frame, kind of, you know, backed up to the wall. Um, I don't think it looks great, but uh, – and I think that's often the scenario um, on many seasons of The Challenge, but I feel like actually this season of The Challenge specifically where it is, like, a group of people all – coming at one person um and yeah. that is not ideal here um but mariah holds her own where she points out the um you know differences between their game and their position and so i think it was totally fair you know the accusation is like oh you're going around and making deals and it's like yes but they're not screwing these deals aren't screwing you over it's not as if you are targeting Horacio or Horacio is targeting you and i'm trying to keep him in this game um you know it's like i am trying to protect someone as you would do so and yes you're in a better position than me but that doesn't mean that i should have to accept that right but as we are mentioning, the positioning of everybody in this situation is everybody was with Michelle uh, against Mariah here. And, you know, the numbers are not in her favor of people that are supporting her in this plan of hers. So, um, you know, she can, again, keep digging her feet in all she wants. But uh, I don't know how much longer it's going to work where people are just going to accept it and, you know, and take it to be for what it is. Yeah. Um, as far as when the nominations come around, you know, right after that scene, uh, the votes are going to all come in for James, even though, you know, it's, it's between James and and Corey at that point um, and you know nothing that Mariah did you know even with Norris is going to work uh, to keep the votes off of him so Mariah you know at the very least she now does have the justification to get Horacio out which does seem to be what she wants to do uh, or to you know put some votes on him next time so uh, she has that going for her now but yeah it's it's just it's not it's not sticking. Yeah, and I mean, like, as she should. Like, I would not want to run a final against Horacio. Horacio. Like, that actually um, seems like a great plan from most people's perspectives uh, outside of, like, just Norris, I guess, at this point. (laughs) You know, no one else is benefiting from him being in the game. Kylan, I guess. Um, But basically everyone else, uh, you know, unless he is going to turn on this major alliance, there's really not much use for him in this game for anyone, including Mariah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, did you uh, have any thoughts on Kylan's funeral at uh, the nominations? No, no I rolled my eyes. <laughs> I think uh, I think Davon, yeah, uh, it definitely was Davon on the podcast being like she was like giving Kylan side eye as well. She's like, you don't just come in here and take the funeral. The funeral belongs to somebody. It's been done before. It's been done the right way. You don't just get to do your own funeral. Yes, um, to Devin not... and her wigs. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, he tried. Uh, he says that he wanted, he was just another American looking for independence from the British. So at least he had a, a good chuckle out of the audience. <laughs> that was a good one. That was, uh, that was funny. Uh, everybody laughed. Um, also was funny in the scene, a couple scenes ago with, uh, the Jay. Horacio Kyland, where Jay very subtly was very shady to Horacio being like, yeah, Kyland, you got to get back in with the rest of the house. You've been spending all your time with Melissa. Like, look, like people like Norris who like all of a sudden link up with someone and they spend a lot less time with the girls. So you got to get back in with the group. And Horacio was just standing there like nodding or just going along with it. It was just I thought this funny. was a terrible conversation from Jay. And while it on its surface level, I think Horacio saying like watching Jay and how he talks his way out of situations is scary because, you know, the reasoning can make sense as for when Kylan goes in, but talking about how Jay's closest, al- like one of his closest allies in Narice and also her showman's relationship, et cetera, um, who is standing right there, who he also is supposed to have a tight alliance with, are isolating themselves and comparing it like, yeah, Kylan, you isolated yourself, just like how Orasio has isolated themselves, and now all of your relationships <laughs> have suffered, and you're on the outside, and we're going to have to vote you in because you've done that, and that's not our fault. It's like, why are you telling them now both this? <laughs> like, Ed and Norris, like, that is, obviously, Norris's relationships are not going to falter to the degree in which she becomes magically um on the chopping block but like telling Horacio basically giving him every heads up that he should need that uh this is going to turn around on him very soon after mm-hmm. is terrible well he also knows that already Horacio knows he's on the outs uh, but you don't tell him that you don't confirm yeah. it for him uh, I think I think or, the whole point here is that they feel like they're you know supposed to be in good with Jay and Jay feels like he's trying to give them advice to you know help in any way that he can I don't know. I think that because Horacio, even when he's talking, he's like, Kylan knows that he's going to be voted in every time and he knows that he can't trust Jay. And, well, I just hope Jay doesn't do this to me because I really trust him. It's like, I know that that's like confessional magic and whatever. It could be from any point in the season. It also could be like looking back, Horacio, knowing that he has been betrayed and the producers just are like, can you give us one where? But um, uh, I just think that... telegraphing it this hard to two of the strongest competitors in the game. It, bad, bad gameplay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, we saw that video of Jay in the soft last week. Jay is just a questionable dude these days. To say the least on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's get into another questionable human being. Berna uh, is one of the, one of, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Uh, she's a, I don't know if she's gone yet or a couple days away from entering the Survivor Turkey All-Stars Arena, but here on the challenge, uh, a couple months prior, uh, she is, uh, struggling, struggling big time with Michelle and, uh, this relationship and her positioning within the alliance because she doesn't feel like she's actually in the alliance. Uh, she's like not unappreciative for the fact that she's been kept safe so far because of Michelle's influence with the rest of the house, but that's not good enough for her. She wants to be in with them and talking to them and a part of the group, a part of Michelle's world, and it's just not felt, it's not felt that way. 
No. I mean, my favorite line of this entire episode with Berna is she's like, I don't get why Jay or Olivia or her other friends are trying to protect Michelle when I'm the one who loves her the most also, (laughs) (laughs) which is so funny for so many reasons of like, well, I know why I'm protecting Michelle because I love her the most, but why is everyone else doing it? Because they can't possibly have the same relationship that I have with Michelle. Um, Very funny. (laughs) Like, um, I don't, you know, and I think like maybe there was uh, some like incorrect wording in there, but it was uh, good comic relief in what otherwise I think Berna is extremely correct. Uh, in reading that Michelle is not going to prioritize her and that her number like is coming up sooner rather than later uh, and she is openly questioning that in a way that only Berna could but <laughs> like a little too direct I would say for sure but she's not wrong mm-hmm. I had a comparison that I was going to make but also like the delusions that Berna goes into stray me away from this person a little bit. But now I'm also looking, I'm like, is there another person on this cast that I think is more? I'm going to say the name that we haven't mentioned in a while and we don't want to mention very often, but the C name. Um, Moving on. Uh, (laughs) um, Well, no, so so that character hasn't, you know, existed in such a intense way. uh, And for anyone confused, I'm mentioning Camilla. um, Has not existed in such a way kind of sense she has left the yeah. show there's certainly been big characters and the, the name i was looking at was like a melissa who's like also very explosive big personality um and of course i'm you know uh, i'm not talking about the the things that make camilla truly camilla yeah. um but just like this explosive personality on the show that just is like a, a ticking time bomb could go off at any time um Melissa's like a, I guess, somewhat like that, but just Berna is just like, you know, somebody who you can never predict what is going to come out of their mouth, how they're going to react, like, uh, just very explosive. So I don't know. I was thinking a little bit about that, but also, again, I don't think that Camilla was ever as, like, delusional as Berna is, but maybe when she was drinking. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe the drunk version. Um, yeah. Because I do think that she did get like, kind of jealous of relationships in the house and kind of, like, read into things. Um, Probably where there was, like, not stuff to read into, whereas at least, like, Berna's uh, read here is correct. I don't know about all of her reads across the season, um, but I think that it's an interesting comparison, for sure. I'm not dismissing it outright. Can we think more on it? Uh, if, if we I would to prefer to not. Space uh, in our brains for that person. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, but so, like, this obviously, you know... Half on Berna, half on Michelle here. Michelle, who, you know, is going to spend every confessional until her season ends here talking about what a grade of a spot she's in. Uh, she has been single-handedly keeping Berna in with the rest of the women, and I get why. I mean, if I'm Michelle and I'm, you know, working with Narice and Olivia and Mariah, whoever, um, I'm saying, okay, well, we don't need to worry about Berna because she is going to vote with us because of me. Her and I have a good connection. She will vote the way that I tell her to vote. She has been all along, um, you know, and, and we can't can't say the same for Zara, probably can't say the same for Raven, who feels like she's on the outs, kind of is. Uh, they don't know how they feel about Colleen. So, you know, I get why she's been keeping Berna close, uh, because, again, it's a number for her, but it's still so hard to maintain this number. And, you know, she she has this confessional when they're out later uh, on just being like, what the hell is going on with her? Like, it's, it's, it seems like they've maintained a friendship over the years. They, you know, Berna's like, we FaceTime, we laugh, we, jo- uh, we joke together. So they have 
been okay as individuals, but as far as the game goes, Berna is just, since day one, since she wasn't in the room with Michelle, has been so heavily relying on Michelle for a sense of, like, comfort as an individual, as a human being, as a person, and also just in the game. She wants to be closer with with everybody else, but the way that she is just not, it's not a natural fit. She's just not a natural, like, you know, uh, the same like personality type as some of the other people in the house and they're not gravitating towards her. So she's just taking it all out on the one person that she is close to. And I'm just like, Michelle, like get, how do you get out of this? She's probably so happy. Michelle is that, uh, Berna will not be on season 40 because she will be filming a season of television elsewhere. Um, it's just such a, it's, this is crazy for her. Um, I mean, it's almost kind of working for her, though, at the same time, where Michelle is like, I cannot say Berna's name no matter what. Like, she can't go in because I will lose her forever as a friend. Whereas, like, you know, she's friendly with Raven, but, like, I don't trust her that much. And is that just convenient because, like, okay, I got to put a couple of names in front of Berna because I'm not trying to gain a lifelong enemy in Berna where I had, like, a pretty good friend outside of this. And so, like, let's just, like, keep her happy until she stops getting the call to come on the show, please, uh, because I would like to maintain good relationships. Um, I, I think that... It, you know, while being probably not the best way to ingratiate yourself into the inner core of the Alliance, is also maybe contributing to her safety a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, like, whenever the season ends for whoever, it, uh, like, Michelle as, at this point has to hope she goes out before Berna. Because if she sends Berna home <laughs> in any way, like, it's over. <laughs> She's done. Yeah. Uh, she will never hear the end of it. And it's going to sound like a soft, you know, is imitation of her, which I'm not going to uh, do again because he did it just fine on his own. Uh, but the the mocking of her are just, uh, yeah, that's that's what I hear as well sometimes. And that Michelle will never hear the end of that. Um the but yeah it's it, it just gets bad i mean when olivia comes over at the bar and then berna storms off it's like oh my god this is bad and michelle's still in confessional being like i still want to protect her i still want her to do well she's still my friend it's like wow uh you you know i've always wanted to be michelle's friend but you know seeing how hard she rides for, for some of her friends now i really want to be michelle's friend um, <laughs> i mean I'm like Oh, not sure. <laughs> like, I think that Michelle is willing to let a good number of her friends go. And I think that Berna's also doing work, uh, like, and I think this whole season is doing work to, um, make Michelle and Jay even bigger targets on the challenge moving forward, which I don't think that they needed any help with. But, I mean, if you're not already extremely close with Michelle and Jay, in what world do you think you should work with them on a future season? Well, I think that I was feeling this at the end of last season that I was like, Michelle playing without Jay is much more beneficial to her because the two of them as a pair, like the same kind of vibes of like Big T and Melissa. Like when you see them together and you have this idea of how they're operating, uh, it just, it puts a big target on both of them. I thought Michelle did a lot better. I know she made a, a slip up in the Challenge USA too that kind of got everybody to turn against her there, but I still think she goes into that season in a much better spot than she does if she has Jay by her side. Yeah, no, I agree with that, and I think that they're in a much better spot here But than I could have predicted, but I also didn't predict that we were going to have the cast breakup, like a breakdown exactly. that we have currently on this season or makeup. Um, so I was surprised, but I'll be even more surprised next season, honestly, than I would have been this season if they find themselves in a good, uh, I don't know. Um, I think Michelle has done good work with the vets, and so maybe she'll be able to slide back in there. She still has um, some of the ride or die. It seems like she's actually the only one who has all of the ride or die girls. She doesn't seem to have drama with Olivia in the way that Olivia has drama with um, mm -hmm. other people. So maybe she'll be just fine, but 
like, the longer she puts off picking sides, like, it's going to become absolutely impossible. I still think, in the way that Jay is so willing to, um, openly target Horacio, like, I would have a hard time trusting Jay no matter who I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Michelle catches a break here in this episode. She was so stressed out thinking if it was going to be a women's day that she would have to, uh, you know, make a tough decision. She was on the team with Narice, Olivia, and, uh, who else? Burn. Was it Berna? Berna. It might have been Berna. Yeah. Um, so like she would have put Berna in, uh, given that group, but, uh, uh that's, or that's, I think what it was leading to. The other team votes Berna in, and it's a vote between Michelle, Narice, and Olivia. Oh, that's even crazier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. She probably so. votes for herself. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do. I can see that. I think the votes go on Olivia there, and then she votes for herself to say, I'm not picking between the two of them. Ooh, I don't know. I think she could just be like, Olivia, girl, all the votes are already on you. Like, you're going to kill the elimination. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know how hard um, this is for me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Let's uh, get into the challenge itself. Um, I would have loved to play this uh, from Almost any of the different angles. Oh. Uh, it just looked fun to me. Um, I think that it looks fun on TV. I think actually running around that big field, just collecting all the balls would be really boring and tiring. Um, <laughs> but sitting on top of the pyramid, I kind of think I would fall off like Humpty Dumpty and just break. Oh my <laughs> like, God. <laughs> I just looked and I was like, if I'm leaning forward to catch these balls, I know I'm leaning too far forward at some point. Um, <laughs> like I am falling off that wall. No question. <laughs> but, you know what it is? I like this challenge because it's all cleaning up, and I love cleaning up. You do love cleaning up, like, (laughs) (laughs) ridiculously. Um, But, yeah, I think being in the giant ball would have been fun for the initial spin and then probably just, like, kind of uncomfortable for throwing it out. I thought that it was – if this was a big team challenge season, I think it would have been great, and I, like, found the challenge itself pretty interesting, especially very satisfying, just watching Jay and Ed be so good at throwing the balls into uh, the pyramid. Um, but the big team structure still does frustrate me for uh, this version of the challenge. Yeah. Um I, yeah, I, too many issues with uh, some of those production decisions here yeah. uh, to get too into. Um, but yeah, they had to uh, get 130 balls from each side out of their spheres and drop them onto the field where they would be passed up to the person on the top of the pyramid to get uh, put away, cleaned up there. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Jay and Ed did all the cleaning up there. Poor Norris getting hit in the face with a ball, uh, but, you know, <laughs>, laughs it off, says it happened all the time in high school, which go off, queen. Um, and... <laughs> The main issue that I take with this challenge, uh, before we get our ultimate victory with the orange team, is why are they still not wearing the jersey colors that they should be wearing? They're all confusing the crap out of me. They just show up with orange or blue jerseys and they wear whatever the hell they want. And then they don't even make them change when it's time for the challenge. You have orange jerseys on the blue team and blue jerseys on the orange team. I hate the show. That's what I was about to say. Is that, uh, oh my god, it was so confusing watching people run around in orange jerseys, but picking up blue balls and vice versa, and then also uh, people like, like, why, why is this happening? Like, you have them ooh, readily available, like, or uh, even just use two different colors for the like the um, pyramids, and I'll be right. less confused. Like, I am uh, just so annoyed when I like see people running around picking up balls that are the opposite color of their jerseys. No one's like in the same team colors. Like, this looks so stupid. I'm going to be a blue jersey boy if I go out there. Blue is my favorite color, so I'm going to be wearing my blue every day. But, like, if I'm on the orange team, why am I wearing blue? Put some pennies on even. Like, do something. 
anything. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Helmets, like, give me, uh, I don't know, like, just something to indicate. Um, the, I'm not even going to call them the orange team. Uh, the J team wins because they're not all orange. And TJ tells them that it's a guy's day when they go into this deliberation. We've already kind of talked about it, but it ends up being Kylan's name that comes out of this. Uh, Jay, you know, does stay quiet, but you know, the votes are all there where, uh, he's not going to get his way. Mariah is the one kind of pushing, uh, you know, to keep it off of James. And, uh, she says that Zara and Raven are like her number ones, which we've, seen that group you know together enough to believe that and uh so the votes are just going to kyland and uh that's what happens there and i thought it this was challenge at least a decent attempt by Horacio where it's like all right let's all save someone that we don't want to see in because mm-hmm. Corey ends up as the only person whose name doesn't come up there <laughs> so like if you had somehow finagled it into like well okay we've all agreed that like we can't throw anyone but Corey, so Corey has to go in like there was an attempt made at least yeah I didn't even pick up on that, but that could have worked. So, you know, you know, I think that probably someone is shutting that down, but, um, like who, like who, I don't know. Jay is trying to stay quiet. And normally I would think that he would be the one who would, uh, be most motivated to on that team. But I thought that like something could have happened there. He's the one that says in confessional, like, I don't want to run a final against Kylan and Horacio. So like, you know, if it happens now, it happens now. Yeah, but so that's the thing is like he's the most motivated to have specifically Kylan go in and also specifically not Corey go in. Mm-hmm. But is he willing to vocalize that in front of everyone? It didn't seem like it. Right. Um, your boy Kylan is such a suck up to yes. TJ. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's genuine. Like, I think he really feels this way. Ugh, he's just like, like, yeah, I guess I'm going in, but it's fine. I, if I'm going to be a champion, this is like he, he did this last time with the whole, like, I'm going to win as many eliminations as Jordan. It's like, dude, get out uh, of there. Um, and he's like, yeah, I got to go protect our money. He's like, I love that attitude. I love it. I'm like, oh, just go get behind the tent somewhere. And, oh, never mind. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> um. So that's that. Um, and then what else have we not talked about here? Anything else from that challenge or I don't know? Um, no, I thought the challenge was fun. Again, very satisfying. Like they were very quick reaction. There would be two balls in midair and they would somehow get both of them in at the same time. Like I was very surprised. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, and it didn't look, you know, it was obviously very easy to follow. So, um, once Jay was up there first and he was, uh, you know, dropping the balls into the, into their pyramid first. I was like, it's over. Like, mm-hmm. as long as we're consistently feeding him, uh, more balls, which, fun sentence, uh, he's, he's gonna well. win. <laughs> Whoa. Um, and then I guess more about the elimination, which we already discussed a lot of it. Um, but just more on it. Uh, again, Darrell is our champion here. Uh, he, <laughs> Uh, makes a comment that James and Kylan both don't look like, uh, champions. Wow. Um, he says that James with his tights, uh, should be going on dancing with the stars. Oh, wow. Um, coming in with a fire. And then James fires right back at him after James gets, uh, not pulled into the elimination. He's like, oh, you got lucky today. Oh, oh. did he? I feel like, uh, definitely had the harder, uh, opponent, but sure. Yeah, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, Mariah thought that bananas could be coming in, which just uh, an excuse for us to be reminded of that so that when Darrell's about to say what he's about to say, um, but he's not here. In theory, it seemed like he was supposed to be on the roster, is the rumor, um, and dropped out. So, um, you know, she's not wrong that he could have been showing up here. Right. That's true. Um, we still have four champs left. It is Brad and CT and Kara and Laurel. Um, so presumably the next will be a woman's day. And I think they're going to save Kara for last. So I Ooh. think we're seeing Laurel next. 
I don't know. I really don't know, to be honest. Um, I can't. I, I can't imagine a world where CT and Kara aren't the last two. Really? Because I feel like Laurel's the scarier one in Eliminator. She is, but like Kara's the one we haven't seen in forever, and like is the bigger name that is coming back. Yeah, at this but at the same time, like <laughs> Durell and Veronica get like disguised when they're walking into last season because they're like, mm, no one really cares. Like, are they going to have mm-hmm. um, as much reverence for Kara as someone like you might have uh, for her showing back up? I think they will. I mean, Corey's in confessional being like, we haven't seen CT, Bananas, Car. Like, the, like okay. I, I think they will be, you know, just as shocked as we were to learn that she went there. Uh, you know, they, they all, maybe they, you know, haven't played with her or they, but like everybody's heard the legacy at this point. Maybe, you know, aside from Kieran, who had no idea what a Jordan was, um, most of them have heard these legacies of players that like they don't want to ever see in an elimination arena. And they all know they don't want to see Laurel, uh, but they're probably expecting her much sooner than they're expecting expecting to see Kara. Yeah, that's fair. I think I would still bet on Laurel being last, but I could be wrong. Well, if you're right, then Kara's in the next episode. Oh, I mean, it could be a guy's day again, for all we know. Yeah, that's true. Um, in which case, we're seeing Brad, because CT is going to be last. Yeah, so Brad versus Kylan, presumably. <laughs> like, uh, we'll see what happens. Aye. Um, yeah, again, Kylan wins that elimination. Darrell's going to tell them to lose the same way they win and then drops that line on Mariah on the way out. Uh, and then the big news at the end of the episode, TJ tells them to go get changed because it is time for a night challenge, which I don't mind, uh, besides the fact that, like, are they going to mess the format up now? Like, now that the challenge is starting the episode, are we just going to have a lot of filler until the elimination? Or is the elimination going to come and then we get off track? I don't know. Oh, see, I was worried that we were going to get too much challenge because it starts at the beginning of the episode and that, like, uh, the usual conversations that are there that interest me a lot more than extended challenge scenes uh, might get cut. So I'm hoping that we still get just as much strategizing and conversation um, and just, like, mess uh, in the episode as we otherwise would. Yeah, I can also see us just spending more time in the eliminations for the next couple because there's some big names coming. Um, uh, so maybe I don't want like, to. that part of the episode is like from 9 o'clock to 9.30. I don't know. I don't want to. Fast <laughs> forward the. You don't get any say in that. Um, and there's also a mid-season trailer that plays, and I didn't take any notes because I know that you didn't even watch it. You don't watch those. Um, I saw parts of it, but I mostly looked away. Yeah. Um, I mean, my only takeaway is CT. Um, actually, there was a takeaway that I had I from it. CT. Oh, you saw that. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. It's not like super. We'll get there. I don't think we need to. Yeah, it's, it's not like, like what is there to say? To be like, yeah, what's he, who was he, whatever. Um, but I just realized that that was a thing, and I didn't even take a note. I'm just so smart, I remembered it. Okay, that's all I have for this episode. Anything that you have that we did not discuss? I think there was some bad um, strategy that was not discussed and, like, kind of brushed over. Um, I think some people really need to work on their lies because I think they're trying to, um, like, vote, like, trying to uh, hide their true intentions where, and, like, it's pretty obvious, and I would hope people would be picking up on this, but I'm not exactly sure. I mean, in one that I think is a little smaller, in Olivia being, like, saying that Corey's good to keep around because he's always going to give you a reason to vote for him. It's like, well, I mean, doesn't James do the same thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> why is that an argument for Corey over James? But, like, whatever. Sure, we can argue that. Now, I think the more egregious one is when uh, there's a conversation at the beginning of the episode between, like, Jay, Asaf, and Colleen's there. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. I think Berna, um, and... 
he's Jay is talking about how like they need to be prepared for like both uh nominations if it's a guy's day if it's a girl's day and then like also who would go in in both cases um and Colleen pushes back and says like okay you talked about how we should vote in Kylan like who else and he's like well that's when the real game starts it's like okay so you have an answer that you don't want to tell me is what Wait, you who said, said that? there Jay says that um, uh, he's like well that's when like it really starts or whatever and like that answer to me is always you have someone in mind and you don't want to tell me for whatever reason you don't trust me enough to tell me um, so I am going to raise that as a red flag for Jay's comment right there. So who else, but you're saying, I mean, Colleen is not. Yeah, sure. Information. But Burn it still on. is, you don't trust me enough. Yeah. It, yeah it's like, fair. you know, like it, if it's that you want to take it a shot at Horacio and you're not telling me here right now, like, okay, you still don't trust me enough to say that. I think it's a similar type of thing, a similar type of uh, comment or mistake that like Michelle would make, which is like, I don't know, the fact that Michelle and Jay are, are so intertwined as players and, you know, as, as uh, allies, uh, I think makes sense. I think that they make a lot of similar mistakes. So, yeah, no, I don't disagree. Um, I mean, I think that it uh, can be a good move in terms of like, did anyone in the room pick up on that? I don't know. We didn't really hear too much about it. Um, mm-hmm. So... I think holding your cards close to your test is fine when you can get, like, you know, even great when you can get away with it. But for me, it would be raising red flags of, like, I'm giving you all of my information. Why are you not doing the same? Right. Fair enough. Um, all right. Anything else? Uh, no. Okay. Well, then. <laughs> We will be back next week with uh, another episode, starting with a challenge, uh, of the challenge battle for a new champion, episode 11. It does seem like we're at the halfway point as the trailer has come out, and uh, that means uh, if this is episode 10, and that's the halfway point, we're at least getting 20 episodes. I'm probably expecting, like, 21. Yeah, I would say so, especially with the reunions and everything. Mm-hmm. Which hasn't even been filmed yet, so you know we're not anywhere near the end of the season because there's no reunion filmed yet. But they do that relatively quick uh, turnover and whatnot. I would imagine that's going to be uh, in the coming weeks, early into January or something like that. So we'll keep an eye out on that. And uh, you know, if there's any uh, non-spoilery reunion tea that comes in, we'll be the first to uh, report on it here, uh, or maybe on the Patreon feed because we'll be on the Patreon feed with our next episode going over the girlies are fighting on Twitter. Uh, so there's a lot to get into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, are, uh, Reddit seems to have screenshots for now because I think things are getting deleted as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're going at it and, uh, we'll, we'll get into all of that on our bonus episode, which, uh, usually comes out on Mondays. So, uh, somewhere around that time frame, Sunday or Monday, probably Monday, um, we'll get into some more of that. We're also going to talk about the survivor finale, which just aired a couple days ago. We have a new champion, a lot to get into, uh, talking about all of that. Scally is committed to finishing up House of Villains so that we can catch up on that and that'll be the two bonus topics on this week's bonus episode so if you want our takes on both of those as well as the challenge mess definitely check out uh, on Patreon the link is in the show description patreon.com slash the free agents podcast only $5 a month if you are looking to jump in over there uh, help support the podcast and get the bonus content uh, so much appreciated if you join us over there um, and then back in a week's time to talk about the next episode here I'm on Twitter at Matt Ligori Scally's on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. We just wrapped up Reindeer Games coverage, which was a lot of fun, right? We had so much fun. We did. It was fun with some great guests. So um, anything else to plug at the moment? Twitch.tv slash bscally. 
Hey, when's the next stream? Uh, I'm going to try to do one today. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, sorry. My dog had surgery. I'm in the city. No, look, we, good, we all... for the record. Yes. Uh, dog is a priority. And, uh, I mean, not in my life, but... Um... Hey, okay, I'm hanging up. Bye. <laughs> not your dog. Dogs in general. Your dog is my priority. I want to make sure that your dog is happy. Say it and again. Healthy. <laughs> Say I just did. <laughs> um Anyway, thank you guys for being here with us. We'll be back next week, uh, new champ and over on Patreon with the new champ coming and, uh, over on Patreon in the meantime. Uh, so until next time, we, uh, hope to see you in the future. Bye.